Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today. I'm sorry, it's Spider-Man here today, and welcome to episode uh, 129 of the Ham Radio Podcast. I'm having a hard time not laughing about it. It's <laughs> me, Carrick, with ACG. <laughs> and we have a very special guest joining, in this, joining us this week. Would you kindly introduce yourself? Uh, hey, guys. I'm Kopi, Kopi the Kitten, or Paul, whatever you want to call me. Um, my Twitter is at Kopi the Kitten, and same, same thing with my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to try to keep this thing going. That was the best part when he's like, cool, cool, cool. I don't know why, but this is just amazing. So, man, Halloween's coming up. I remember a couple episodes ago, Carrick and I were like, we're going to dress up as each other for an episode, and that's what we're going to do. So I'm getting ready for this podcast, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, fuck, Halloween's next week, and it'll be over by the time the next episode comes up, and I don't have my Carrick gear because I forgot. (laughs) But I'm going to a Halloween party tomorrow. I'm dressing up as Spider-Man, so I was like, fuck it. I'll join the podcast and, and surprise Carrick <laughs> when I join the call in full Amazing. costume. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't believe it. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, thank you, Kopi, for joining us. Uh, Kopi is a patron as well. So uh, if you guys want to support the Patreon, keep my ass alive, keep Carrick's ass alive, then by all means, do consider supporting it. Uh, the links are in the description down below, along with all the mobile stuff we need. And now, oh, all right. Oh, oh, fun. It, it's it, it's just it was perfect though. When you man, it's amazing. Very well done. Thank that was you. much better than if you had dressed up as me. It fucking fits you. Like that's what's so crazy. Like yes, that sir. shit. You, usually costumes just look terrible. You know, yeah. I mean, Dude, I'll be Iron eBay Man. Costume. And it looks like all plastic. Yeah, <laughs> insane. I couldn't believe it when I put it on. I was like, this is actually like. Legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it, it looks good. Thank you. Except if you had, and I don't think you do because you do hockey. If you had bird legs, boy would spandex and tights bring show like people skinny like, legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like you want? I, yeah. No matter how much I work out, how how much hockey I play, my legs are fucking rails, bro. I can't do really. It. Yeah. Even from I thought hockey, Swear, man. Dude. Like, look at that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh That's my god. Cool. It's gonna. Oh man, you need to have some pics though of the party so we can yeah, see. I actually will be right. posting. <laughs> All right. So, are you awesome. drinking out of a, one of the Vault Boy Tiki things, or was that was I just seeing? This things? is a this is a Star Trek Gorn cup. Oh, okay. that, uh, ate, oh ate. I I saw that too, Maddie. I was like, yeah, oh no. It looked like it for a second. I was like, whoa, <laughs> where did you get that? All right, let's dive into our first topic of the week, and it is uh, Xbox's ID indie program that they've had since 2014. And we just learned through a Game Informer article that this now has $500 million in sales. So the question that instantly came up in my head was, is this why we've seen less exclusives? Because that's a lot of dough. That's absolutely a lot of dough. I don't know if it's making up for those AAA exclusives that a lot of consoles need. But still, uh, do you think this is the difference maker and why Microsoft hasn't been hard-pressed to get a lot out, it seems? You want to try it first, Kofi? No, you can go first. <laughs> um, I will say something. So this is uh, slightly connected, but bear with me. A lot of times when people talk about Witcher 3 and how much like free stuff they've given and stuff, they forget that um, good old games is is connected to CD Projekt Red and some of that money comes in. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if in a, at least a small connection in this way is if Microsoft, if this, you know, Xbox Live, we know they were making bank before PSN charged they were making you know, money, and, and Sony saw it and was like, oh, shit, we need to do that. 
I do wonder exactly if what you're saying is if it's not that they wouldn't be worried about it, obviously. $500 million is good good money, of course, and they would want to have exclusives still. But I actually agree with you because when you brought it up, I was like, what's he mean? Like, what, what is he talking about with like exclusives? And then I started thinking about it and going, it, it's not that it like replaces them, but it may cause them to not seek them as harder. Like mm-hmm. maybe this is the reason why a scale bound, which exactly. isn't doing well, it is like, hey, we can take the loss because that's the loss we talked about in the last couple podcasts where I was like, dude, it must have been bad if they were like, we're just going to give up that cash. Mm-hmm. So I, I would agree with you. I actually think or, or at very minimum, I bet you it makes some kind of impact in, in, along those lines. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, you look at Cuphead, we just talked about how that had over a million sales, you know, so yeah. it's definitely a successful program for them. And uh, one take that I, I noticed that I thought was a good point is that with PS4 and Sony really taking over the, the AAA exclusive department, Microsoft had to make up the ground somewhere. And I think they went to actually a really smart area. Now we can tell through these sales figures and um, made indies the place to go for those new developers. Um, on the Xbox One because it sells well. I guess there clearly is a player base there. I mean, since 2014, it's a pretty short span of time to make that much money, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did well. Kobe, Kobe do, you do you have anything to add? <laughs> uh, so I I have an Xbox One. It's the main console I play on. I don't have a PlayStation, and I don't have a Nintendo Switch. So basically, almost all of my gaming comes from Xbox. Um now I don't really know what is what is considered an um, ID at Xbox title. I'm I'm I've probably played one before, but I okay. can't really think of any off the top of my head. Uh, uh, as for impacting AAA okay. titles, I'm not I'm not really sure. Like like Xbox's AAA titles, you know the 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 ones that don't really exist that much. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't. I. I really have. Honestly, I'm. I have no clue. I don't know if it's impacting it or not. I, I'm kind of. I didn't even hear about this. The idea at Xbox. Yeah. Like right. I said. Kind yeah. Of under like, the radar. like I said, I haven't played many, so I'm not sure. I, or maybe I have because I don't know what they're what's considered one. But I remember back on 360, indie titles were a big thing. Like they were mm. a dollar a piece, and I mean most of them weren't very that good. But they were they were a big thing. Like a lot of the, people played uh, them. So. The Xbox Summer Arcade you're talking about too, like that stuff that was uh, where we saw uh, State of Decay. So let no me... no, I'm talking about um, like these were straight up like indie titles. Okay. Uh, they like they some of them were decent, some of them were pretty uh pretty bad. But basically, like <laughs> Xbox has like these avatars that you can that you can create, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. a lot of these games would use these avatars as the characters in the game. And oh wow. So I guess like they've ID games have evolved right and become much mm-hmm. better. So I'm sure they have a player base. Well, obviously they do with the 500 million dollars, but so, I just don't know if it's actually impacting um, AAA titles, which it very well might be. I just don't have enough knowledge on it. So when it so some of the games submerged, um, some of the bigger games. Let's see, would be Super Hot, The Park. Flame in the Flood, Oxen Free, Blues and Bullets 1 and 2, Gone Home, uh, Shovel Knight. Uh, let's Shovel see. Knight's on Xbox, I didn't know that. Xbox, see, so Xbox ID is where, I- imagine if you're an indie and you just want to um, publish. That's what this allows. It allows for you to publish on them. So it doesn't necessarily mean they give you money. It means they've opened up 
this so that you can publish through them. Inside is through this. Rocket League is through this. Wow. So they they use Rocket. They use Microsoft to do the publishing side for Rocket League. Um, Banner Saga. I'm assuming Banner Saga Two is on there and some others. Um, so, and, and this is just for if 2014 would have been Xbox 360 as well, wouldn't it? My app. Uh, Jeez, nah, a, I, I think 2013 was the end of the 360. Actually, no, 2014. Thanks. 2014. Is that the launch year of the Xbox One? No, it wasn't. I think Xbox launched in 2013. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I think, um, but I'm not sure. A Lifeless Planet, which is also Thomas was alone. So some of these games are actually uh, never alone. Some of these games are actually I don't know what you'd call them, like indie hits we've heard of. Shovel yeah. Knight, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Rocket League. Who knows? I've Rocket League could have been eighty percent of, yeah. of it. <laughs> you know? well, yeah, because the uh, thing is that on, on Rocket League, when it launched on PS Plus, it was a free title. Um, but then on Xbox, you you no matter what had to pay for it. So that could have mm. been some of the ground they made up there because of the popularity of that title. But yeah, there's a lot of what's interesting though is like aside from I'd say Rocket League, there isn't like uh, in Cuphead, there isn't that title that sticks out and says like that's where all the a lot of the money came from. You know, that's where the the attention got put on this program. It's like, it seems like the sum of many parts, really. Yep. It's, you know, just a lot of hits that are getting different genres, uh, a good representative, and, you know, bringing more people into the program in general. Now, now that I think about it, um, back, one of the E3s back, way back when, closer to Xbox's launch, they were really pushing ID at Xbox titles. Yeah. And, um when Carrick started talking about all the games that they, that are considered AD, uh, ID at Xbox titles, I've definitely played some of them. Inside, okay. I wanted to play. I never did. I played Rocket League and some of the others on there. So, yeah, I, like a lot of people on Xbox play Rocket League. And the best thing about Rocket League is it's cross-platform. You can play with PlayStation and PC. But um, um, Ashen is also... That's the Zelda slash... Oh, that's... Cool. The one I talk about all the yeah, time for the last five years. That yeah, that'll wow. be pu- published directly. They they were one of the ones that he's talking about that came up on stage uh, the year before last for you. Yes, I remember that. And Brothers, uh, which I don't think ever got released, or that sorcery game. There was two games, um, and I, I think uh, the other one got canceled. But I know Ashen is. Still How about that out. game? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this would go through an ID. No, it wouldn't because it's published by EA. But um, that Prison Escape game they're doing. Oh yeah, what did, I, oh, I heard. I saw the that person, the yeah. co-op. Where you, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I can't remember the name, but yeah, yeah, that that would be a perfect indie game that was also almost looked AAA too, because that game's an odd game. You have to be co-op. Yeah, there isn't a which oh, is yeah. odd. Yeah, for it's sure, really different. Yeah, so good to hear that uh, indie titles are doing well, a, a lot more than I personally expected. And look at well, Maddie, look at Switch. True. Indie, if if you want to jump off of Microsoft for a second, yeah, no, I mean, very true, very true. It it is weird that a couple years ago, Sony, everybody was like Independence and Sony, and I'm not saying that stopped, but I'm saying it is weird that whenever anybody finds a weakness, we always go, oh, they don't have exclusives, so they must have nothing. But what happens is the companies aren't stupid and they do other things and they sort of creep up on you. You'd be like, oh, they're doing like indies now, uh, and Sony talks about them a little less. And talks about the triple A's more, where Microsoft did during the 360 years. It's just sort of cool when you yeah, when you watch point. them as a business. Because yeah, on the Switch, I think the most recent indie launch for that uh, was Stardew Valley. Yeah, and that's doing really well because it, you know a lot of people are like, this is the system it was kind of made for in many ways, since it's that pick up and play sort of thing where oh, I can tend to my farm for a couple of days and then 
hop off and go do something else. So yeah, very cool. A lot of people were yeah. really happy with that. Did you I buy believe... Stardew Valley, Matt? Uh, I have it on PC. Oh, gotcha. But uh, I, I believe... buy it on Switch. Sorry. The um the Switch store, the eStore, they just uh, reached 200 titles on their store. I think I saw that on Twitter today. Wow. With um with Odyssey coming in. I I don't know if that was the 200th, but they have 200 titles on there now. So yeah, And they're Odyssey. not all Nintendo games, that's for sure. So de- definitely some indie titles on the Switch. Like you said Stardew is doing great. And when I get my Switch, I plan on getting Stardew. I have oh, my no. copy on Xbox. Mm. When are you planning on picking up a Switch? Is there a certain game that's uh sticking out to you where you're like that's why i'm buying a uh, switch or is it just saving no up if i point? if i could get a switch right now i, I would i just have to wait till christmas mm. so well, that's when i'm getting christmas my... for you my friend <laughs> <laughs> yes odyssey i'm so excited for odyssey Dude, that game that looks, looks so good, good. I, I have it on my shelf but like i got <laughs> so many games right now to plow through <laughs> before i can even think about touching this game like i just gotta hold myself back and what sucks is this is one of my most anticipated games but i want to beat origins Wolfenstein, Zero Escape, Time Dilemma, Divinity Original Sin 2, Wolfenstein 2. Uh, okay, see you in six months. Yeah. Dude, Divinity, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I took on That's way funny. too much. Like, I'm, I'm 40 hours in, into Divinity, so not too bad. But, like, everything, like the Assassin's Creed, uh, I think I got, like, 15 hours now. Like, each of these games, I'm I'm far enough in to not drop it, but I'm not deep enough to say like, all right, I'm almost done here. Except probably Zero Escape. That's like a twenty hour title, so I'm sure I'll be through that eventually. But fuck, yeah, I I, <laughs> I bought too much at once, and then obviously I have I have Fire Emblem Warriors, which I've been excited for for weeks, and I've been just kind of chipping through that because I love the Warriors titles. And then there's Super Mario Odyssey. Good, good yeah, stuff. Today was today was pretty juiced for. For everything, oh, Stranger God, Things, yeah. Origins, uh, Odyssey, I think yeah. iPhone X, you know, a lot of stuff going on. You know, some people, a lot of people got to make a choice today. One of the hardest choices <laughs> of their lives, you know, because I think all three games that dropped today are superb. So it's like, where do you go? Oh, yeah. And Wolfenstein. Forgot yeah. to mention that. Wolfenstein got some crazy reviews. Carrick, what did you, you think of Wolfenstein? I never had a chance to Fuck, check it, out your It's review. fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it, it's story. And this will be something just like uh, Origins, because Origins' story, I I don't know if you saw my review, but in Origins, this is the first game they've made since they had said, we're going to have the stories be more about what you do and not in the game, right? Mm -hmm. So with Origins, the story made no sense to me. Completely nonsensical. Like, it's not completely nonsensical. There's some sense, but it was not good. Where Uh Wolfenstein's shows... That when you do the linear path, there are some pluses, even when it just comes to how you sort of dole out information. And there is some, it's the first time I can say that they sort of, they didn't switch genres, it's not lacking humor. It's just that somehow they made it poignant and humorous, where I never felt that in the past. It was always like, it was laughing even if they were trying to be serious. And here, there are some parts, dude, that you're just, I mean, I'm not saying somebody would get choked up, but depending on relationships you've had, depending on situations you've had, there are some fucking times in that later game of Wolfenstein where you're like, oh my fucking God, really? Yeah. I mean, it's... That's my favorite. Oh, I mean, I would play it again just to experience, like, the, the story again. It is, and it, it, it's still tongue-in-cheek. You still get goof, right? Mm-hmm. But, and when you first go into the sub, which is, like, your mini-base... Because everybody thought the town was like your main, I guess, yeah. mini base. 
but really the sub is and it becomes this home and as you do missions and people come in and do things things start changing on it to be more homey mm-hmm. it it has a different feel to it dude it's it's it, i would say of all the games you're talking about you just so you can experience it i would do wolfenstein first once you're done with uh yeah. or whatever you're doing now yeah i would okay. because it, the story is just, it's that good. And the and gameplay is amazing. I mean, it's its the typical gameplay. It's just got that added thing in it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, well, based off, I, I've said it for a while, based off the, the demos I've gone to and stuff, that this was a title I, I just knew. I was like, they, they got a grip on this. They know what they need to do yeah. with the series to just improve upon newer and uh, the old blood. And, and, and they clearly did that from what did I Did you see the tell. reviews for that? Fucking that and uh, Mario's reviews are insane shockingly high yeah, yeah like everyone's um, getting tense <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah there was one that gave like a 11 out of 10 and i'm like knock it off because that'll just ruin <laughs> yeah. everything just you know it's good or it's good but yeah you'll love it dude i mean it's your type of game too mm. it's and it's it's balls the thing about wolfenstein is you forget how fast other than doom right you oh, forget yeah. how fast a game can be and when and when you got the demo, when when you got the demo, were you in the stilts or did you get to choose one of the three? Um, at that point gotcha. in the demo, they they gave us all three actually, so we could run okay, through great. the wall, we could use the stilts, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, constrictor vest. That's what it was. Uh, as I call it, a man corset. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the cool thing about the game is like though they do change everything about how you work. I mean. The ability to drop from a long area and just deploy the stilts mid-drop so you don't, you know, get damage and just there's there's a lot of crazy little softness to how you can play. Very cool. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Kofi, you picking up any of those games or? Uh, I want I want to pick up Wolfenstein Origins. I've been looking at. I'm interested in it, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to save for a Switch right now. Like that's my main yeah. priority. Odyssey. Was- yeah phenomenal because for me i've been really impressed with origins um it's got that rpg light but it's you know hook you in which usually i don't i won't say i don't fall for but um you can usually see right through what they're trying to do they're like here's stuff you should be excited but the way it lets uh it, it progresses as a game and how it opens up uh, with its side quest, with the loot it gives you, um, with the mission structure. No collectibles. And... Yeah, that was strange. I was surprised about that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. When you look at the mini-map and you're like, where are all the icons? Am I, exactly. am I fucked up my HUD? Yeah, you know, <laughs> all the icons are, are locations you go to. Uh, a lot of times they're camps or bases, fortresses that you can take out. Um, I guess the collectibles you could say are, are within those locations. Like find the treasure, yeah, the treasure oh, chest, craftables yeah. too. Um, Papyrus scroll yeah, or whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know they they got those things, but not as heavy of an emphasis. And I think that might be why they they shook off some yeah. of the, the the clutter. I'd say, um, and, and I do like um, the new combat system in in many ways. Uh, at first, it felt very light and and fake, and I think that's just for the sake of the video game itself. Um, because, for example, when you have your bow out, man, you can like sprint around like it, it's as if nothing's weighing you down. Uh, it feels very foreign at first. But it does demand some of your focus, which um, Assassin's Creed games beforehand, all you did was hold yeah, R1, right. square, and the second someone's going <laughs> at you, counter, dead. Counter, dead. You know, and, and at least in this game, you actually have to fight, which sucks to say. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good ride so far. Um, 
I personally... The only thing I haven't liked about the combat, though, Maddie, is... Well, first of all, there's some collision detection issues that definitely need to be patched. Mm. Because there were times where, like, my character would be attacking the air, and the guy beside him would be, like, getting hit. Yeah. And I was like, what's <laughs> happening? Um, it's Ubisoft bugginess, yeah, too. I was gonna but say. one thing I was not, a ha was not happy with at all is the flick kind of trigger, uh, 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 jumping from enemy to enemy. That shit just fails sometimes just does the not go system. to the right person yeah. yeah you'll be on the right person you'll be like oh there's a guy there and you'll click and for reasons unknown it decides range doesn't matter anymore it's that he's right to your right and then the next time it's like oh no range matters so we're going to the closest guy even though the guy far you know like 15 feet away has a bow aimed at you and you're like fucker decide mm -hmm. like choose one of the two so yeah, that th that and um sometimes i don't know if this happened to you i would be locked on to someone and i'd that the free attack would just start going to someone yep. I'm not locked on to. Yep, that's yeah. that's what I mean. It was so weird. Where and and if you do that attack and you hold your shield, you're supposed to circle them. But sometimes I would circle them, and sometimes I would just run, and I'd be yeah. all, "But I'm what the hell is happening?" I'd be all, you know, running <laughs> off to the side, and I'm, I'm like, I, "That's great, you don't get hit, but it also isn't what I wanted to do at all." Mm. You know, and you attack the air sometimes because you think yes. You know, you're going to time it. What did you think about the, this is the thing I loved. I wasn't a fan of the adrenal moves, whatever. Like, they're, they're, they're okay. What I did like is the ability to dash in and then, you know, get that attack. And mm -hmm. if it's a, a heavier weapon, you can sometimes almost pull it off quicker than if you were just standing there and swinging the heavy weapon. You can, like, dash forward and back and then swing the heavy weapon because uh, I used the, uh, I, I started using the maces. Uh, yeah. Halfway through. Exactly. I was going to say, I, I loved that because the, it allowed the player to learn without the game telling you like one thing I discovered with the, the heavy blunt weapons like the mace was if you dash around an enemy's attack, instead of trying to block it and you attack them from behind, you do insane critical damage where an enemy that takes a ton of hits up front to take down all of a sudden you can chunk over half his health bar with one big swing because you were able to get behind him. And it sounds like a mini thing on paper, but it's the fact that, the game didn't say like, oh, by the way, you can score critical hits yeah, if right, you go by, right. you know, and I found it out myself and it was through a special weapon. That was the, the, the better feeling. And also how uh, some enemies, you know, you have shields, so you have to do a, a shield break. And if you're doing that, it leaves you a little bit vulnerable. Um, yeah. Parrying certainly has been nerfed to shit there. It's very hard to, to time that parry. With the time, yeah. Things. The timing you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so minuscule. short. It's so <laughs> short. They were like, yeah, we, we heard you guys and shut it off. So, I've been enjoying the game overall. Um, that's definitely out of all I mentioned uh, for all those games I'm on. Probably that and, and Zero Escape are the ones I'm, I'm getting done with first. Uh, but overall, with the the world is really engaging to me, and I, I've just been enjoying a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins, which I didn't expect this year. I thought that'd be the tame one game. Creature, that... Maddie. What? Tame. You got? You, yeah. Do you have the tame skill? Oh. Taming creatures. Oh no, I never got that. Oh, uh, dude, to your right, seer. Up three, right three. I know exactly where it is. First one I aimed for. <laughs> I'm telling you, your your world's gonna change for the. If you like it now, you're gonna absolutely mm. love it when you can tame an alligator or a hippo. Oh, when you have a hippo I chasing you, that. I was thinking of like the dude, lions and the leopards. <laughs> oh, those are shit. great. But I immediately tamed everything crazy, and the the best one is the hippo, and they do they die quite quickly. They're just animals, but when you take you. a hippo into a hyena battle. And you've got, yeah, and you've got like hyenas and hippos fighting and you're swinging and you're like, this is my hippopotamus, George. You know, you're like, welcome, motherfuckers. It's so fun. It's so fun. You should, you definitely got to buy that skill, dude. Definitely. Oh, yeah. 
No, absolutely. That's, that's the other thing is the skill tree uh, didn't feel artificial. Usually it's just there for the sake of saying RPG. But this one actually right. had, um, number one, it does take a, an okay amount of time to level up. Not too long, not too short, uh, where you're just getting overwhelmed with skill points. Um, but it's also the way it was split up with Smart, where throughout most of your adventure, you are leaning towards one play style or another, or thinking about what you're going to do, not just having access to everything and diving right in like you probably will at the end game. So... Good stuff overall on uh, October 27th. And now, let us shift over to... What are we talking about? No multiplayer in Wolfenstein 2. Uh, this was news. The, you know, They said they didn't want to dilute the storytelling. I think they proved their point because the best thing about Wolfenstein 2, from what I've read at least, is its story. You know, It's a mix of ridiculousness, tongue-in-cheek humor, but also being very serious at moments. And uh, I wanted to say, where did what at one point in gaming did it become news that uh, a title doesn't have multiplayer? I, I think it became news when every title was adding multiplayer, and you and I and mm-hmm. all, everybody else was like, "Why?" Mm-hmm. I think Bioshock, I, I, I think Creed. yeah, exactly. And I think they're finally saying like they're they're alerting people. You know, you said that um, AC developers had understood that the parry was too wide and they had heard people complaining. It's the same sort of thing that happened with multiplayer. And also, what did we talk about last podcast, which is we were wondering if some of these titles that cost so much money would have actually done better if they just had single player because multiplayer costs so much to continue to support and to balance and and all that stuff. And so were they able to put it all into the single player and the cutscenes and the and the voices and it's it's awesome man but then again you think of like the 2009 wolfenstein like that was pretty fun from what the it's multiplayer worth. you mean yeah yeah from what it's yeah. worth i mean it was good fun that's the thing that happens with these uh during that time period those i guess we could call them spin-off multiplayer modes like in assassin's creed yeah. bioshock wolfenstein 2009 is uh you you'd see a cult following developed for those multiplayer modes People would love them, especially Assassin's Creed. I, I think that was one of the better ones that, that came out of that entire phase. And, um, you know, because you'd have to, like, blend in with the NPCs, act as natural as possible, and hunt down your awesome. target. Yeah, it was really it was really different for its time. But people were just like, because Assassin's Creed already has identity, they go, what the fuck is this? Why does it have multiplayer? And no one bothered yeah. to hop into it. So now we don't see it as much now. But like I was saying, you get these cult followings, and, and that's really all that comes from these titles unless it's like a a call of duty we'll say where it's already known for its multiplayer so it's got that big multiplayer following and it's going to have the dlc afterwards to make money off of yada 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 what about you kobe do you are have you played any of these uh you're talking about like wolfenstein like the the old wolfenstein multiplayer like no i've never played i've never played a wolfenstein game in my life but the the new one looks great but the thing the thing is like some games are just better as only single player, only multiplayer. Like uh, Overwatch, people were complaining that Overwatch didn't have any single player, right? Mm-hmm. But but imagine if it was single player and it didn't have any multi. Some games are just better mm-hmm. in in one um, one game mode. There's there's like a lot of games out there, and some games like Battlefront have a really good story, but it's short, and the main focus and the main money making is from multiplayer. So. People complaining, or I guess being in the news that Wolfenstein doesn't have multiplayer, it, sh- it shows like the community right now. It's just it does it doesn't make a lot of sense. Be, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're <laughs> kinda, making perfect sense. Continue. Yeah, 
it's just like some games don't need it. And everybody's like, oh, this game would be so much fun if I could play it with a friend. But then you see games like if you ever played Far Cry 4, they had that small co-op thing. It's not necessarily multiplayer, but it's just something small that you can do with a friend. So I think a lot of games should kind of pick a side and stop trying to get the best of both worlds because it ends up detrimenting both game modes, single player and multiplayer. Mm. Some do I like it well, this though. Kobe guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I like you this end Kobe up wondering, guy. <laughs> when you got both, you end up wondering, what if there was less of this and more of this? Exactly. And exactly. it comes at the sacrifice of one mode or another. And that's where you then, get those cult followings where people are like, oh, I just buy Assassin's Creed from the multiplayer. You think you'd never hear that, but there was a time where people only did. I had a best friend who, who fucking did that every year. Did not play. He played like 40 hours of Assassin's Creed 3 multiplayer. I'm like, what do you think about the open world? I really like the setting. And so he's like, I never touched that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're kidding me. You know, but it's like some people do that. Um, like we look at Final Fantasy 15. I believe they're adding some kind of multiplayer game mode. Or yeah. something with multiplayer, which I mean, it's it looks like it's going to be good, but it didn't come at launch because their main focus was single player and the story. And the story is amazing, the music is amazing. Every, like that game, that game's amazing. People had problems with the uh, the gameplay and stuff, but generally, I think it's better to focus on one thing or the other rather than try and get the best. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, Call of Duty, um, they have lately their single player has been like really bad. But in the past, the single player was pretty good, but it's still not the main focus of the game. The multiplayer is where it really shines. Like if you think about Modern Warfare, Black Ops, not what Black Ops Three. What was the last uh, COD campaign you enjoyed? Last, uh, I actually enjoyed Ghosts. That was like the last one yeah. I enjoyed. I think Ghosts is a lot better than people say it is. I think it's better than. Infinite hmm. I never played Infinite Warfare, but I think it's better than Advanced Warfare. Um, Black Ops 3's campaign is just horrible. Don't even so bad. The, I, the only reason I play Black Ops 3 anymore is for zombies. So uh, yeah. just pick pick a side. Pick what what is going to be best for your game. What is your game mainly about? And stop trying to that cater was, to uh, everybody. What you said about Far Cry 4 actually reminded me of Fallout. A lot of people want Fallout to be at least be like one yeah. player co op, four player co op. They're like, oh, Fallout's awesome. Imagine if I could team up with a friend though, and it's like exactly yes, I could, and I, I actually am, am on the side of. I love my solo Fallout experience, and I will always have that. But if Bethesda was like, we're doing multiplayer, I will take one extra player. I think that would be fun to some extent. If it was, if it didn't limit any of the features and stuff like we've seen in, in Dead Rising 4, like that ridiculousness where they say, yeah, we, we've been doing this co-op for a while now, but guess what? We're separating the bunch now, and it's it's something totally pointless. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, it's like you just got to pick a side, and I'm glad that... It, we, we've one trend I've noticed this year is uh, for a lot of what Bethesda's done, they've always had that focus on single player titles. I mean, look at it: Prey, Wolfenstein Two, The Evil Within Two, and Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything this year from them, but all those titles are only single player. There's no multiplayer anything in there, right. and I think part of it's because uh, when you look at Creation Club. You know, you got that huge player base from Bethesda Game Studios. It's gigantic. Um, and, and I think because there's so many people, you can kind of flush out um, all the people who who don't like it in exchange for just the casual consumer who will come in and actually just say, oh, I'll use whatever this mod is from Creation Club. Um, where I don't think a, a Wolfenstein, despite its popularity, a Wolfenstein and Evil Within, 
dishonored have earned a place in the industry or you know have that huge base where even if they have an awful anti-consumer thing inside there that people will still buy it anyway a lot of people would boycott a much smaller title i'd say so it's very uh interesting to see what bethesda is doing this year yeah no i'd buy like no matter what like any fallout game i'm i'm buying it you know mm-hmm. same thing with elder scrolls but um yeah back to what you said about co-op in fallout 4 when i was first when fallout 4 was first announced i was one of the first things i thought about like what if they had co-op in this game and it would be cool but you don't want it to take away like you said you don't want it to take away from the single player experience but just like imagine nora exactly. and nate survive one of them plays as nora one is play like there's there's a lot that could happen, and then you look at mods like the New Vegas multiplayer mod. I was just about to say, yeah, that like that looks like a lot of fun. Imagine servers and people role playing. There's a lot that could happen. But we were going to do for a a Patreon gaming session, uh, but it was it was such a bitch to set up. That's the issue with this is is some people will want the multiplayer mode because like uh, we were going to do a, a Morrowind multiplayer session, and we were we had like all these role playing plans uh, laid out. And then we looked at, like, setting up the server, getting the right files in place, making your own server, that, that type of stuff. And we were just like, look, like, this is really tedious for what we're planning on gaming for, like, three, four hours. So we said, let's just do something else. So I think that's also a part of the reason why it's a matter of convenience. And, uh, you know, some mods can do it and, and make it easy. I think the Skyrim co-op one, I think it was a couch co-op version of Skyrim that someone made with the mod. Um I think that one's pretty seamless. I think, or not seamless, but rather that one's pretty easy to understand. Um, so, like I said, I think ease of use is why we're seeing a lot of people demand multiplayer too in these yeah. single player titles. Yeah, I didn't really think about that with like if somebody makes a mod for multiplayer, um, it's not going to be easy, easily accessible like, mm-hmm. at all. And only PC gets it, right? I was just going to say, yeah, that's a good there, point. There's no way you're going to put a multiplayer mod on Bethesda.net and have it on Xbox. And PlayStation 4, definitely not. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... See, that's, um, a thing, that's a thing that Bethesda could take to Creation Club and develop and release ex- for all the systems. It's like, and oh. even if it's <laughs> even if it's paid from Creation Club, people would buy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, survival mode. I don't... I mean, they gave that for free for a week, right? Yeah, a week they had, but I don't think anybody's really, anybody who wanted it has already gotten it for free. I don't think anybody's planning on buying it. And they get, like you said, they gave it to us for free uh, in Fall Four. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like a multiplayer thing, which people are still going to be mad about that it's not free, but mm-hmm. it's kind of an extension to your game, and not so much something that should have been there originally. I I think for like a Fallout game especially. So if if they focused on single player first. And then if people are saying, oh, this game would be great, you know, with a friend, do what Final Fantasy is doing and maybe uh, introduce a multiplayer game mode like later on. Uh, that's right? a good point. I, I, wouldn't, I never thought of that, that how Final Fantasy is doing it. Because I, I demoed the, uh, I think it's called Comrades. Yeah, it's, and, I think it's Comrades. Yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I think it's a little like what they're doing with Final Fantasy 15. They're milking that shit dry. It sucks. But, yeah, yeah, you know what they're what they're doing with that mode. I think is fun. It's like Monster Hunter, but it's in Final Fantasy 15's combat system and world, and uh, it's got Final Fantasy 15 or Final Fantasy lore tied to it. So like, screw it, why not? That's a pretty fun idea. But I'm wondering if maybe developers will look at this if there's success with this mode and say, hmm, maybe we should make this single player focused game and then add a multiplayer expansion afterwards. Find a way to monetize it if they can get that player coming back constantly. I'm not sure if 
there's any type of microtransactions in this multiplayer expansion for Final Fantasy 15. But, you know, regardless, I'm wondering if that'll be a trend from now on. Because at least at face value in this current moment in time, I will say that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. If, if Wolfenstein 2 sold really well, it's got a season pass for 25 bucks. They sell all that. And they're like, wow, look at our player base. It's pretty big. Let's make a multiplayer expansion. Screw it. Because we've told our story for Wolfenstein 2. So let's add our final expansion as a, a team deathmatch mode, a couple of other modes, and ship it, and, and then get to work on Wolfenstein 3. Because I don't think that type of smaller expansion would impact anything at, uh, compared to, you know, you could use that as a, a comparison to the old blood, if it's that type of development process, maybe. And then, you know, because so, they had no problem balancing two in the old blood. Say so you do two expansion and three. Maybe. I don't know. Well, remember, um, Wolfenstein's original multiplayer was the free. Remember that? Uh, the, the free mod that was, or the free uh, non-connected multiplayer. I can't even remember what it's called. I don't remember But that. You, you could go to, like, a, you went to Gates, and you had to lock them, and, or you had to bomb them. Hang on one second. Um, oh. I remember. Yeah, there was a. Um, it, it started out as, or or at least one of the multiplayer's enemy territory. Enemy territory, yeah. Uh, enemy territory's Quake Wars is how it started. Oh, right, man, I remember that game. I played that shit yeah. so much. Holy <laughs> yeah, so crap, bro. And, and then, uh, and then around that is where things sort of started to come together for their multiplayer. So it's it, the thing is, is the multiplayer is sort of in a weird way in the past, sort of DLC or an expansion, and then got into it and got good enough that it was in the major, and now it's sort of back to will it be a DLC or an expansion later? I think that that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. I like um, it that way if they choose that for that game, if they yeah. want to go single. So back to 2012 or 2013, you look at Grand Theft Auto V. They had pl- um, they had plans for multiplayer, probably through development, and, the, and they announced it and stuff. But they, I'm pre- I hope I, I hope their main focus was single player because Grand Theft Auto Five story is phenomenal. Everything about it is so so good. The dialogue, the, ev- just everything. The missions are fun. But after that, a month they didn't release the multiplayer for a month, and I, I'm hoping they do this with Red Dead Two also because it's going to be Red Dead Online just like Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, but, mm. but yeah. Grand Theft Auto didn't release the multiplayer right away. They, they had the single player for people to enjoy because, you know, there's going to be people who go straight to multiplayer just to get an advantage over other players. That so, was PC though. Mm-hmm. This console had multiplayer right away. It did? Yeah, I thought it was a month after. It was a month after. Cause I remember well, it was it, about that. Uh, sorry. That, yeah, that, but it wasn't based on them wanting, that was based on their technical problems they were dealing with, with multiplayer. Oh, it's, okay. it's why siege was also, uh, not siege. I'm sorry. Heists were also delayed. Cause they actually oh, heist took went, so long. Heist took like a year and something, didn't it? And, Eddie? Weren't you I was just, talking about yeah, that? So. Last week I was just saying how in a trailer they were talking about, how you could be able to do heist in GTA Five, and it wasn't until a year and a half later that they actually and added single it to player the game. single player DLC. That's not to destroy his point because his point is is totally valid. I was mm-hmm. just saying that 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 it wasn't necessarily for them to it, it wasn't necessarily in in they, the good uh, of their hearts. Yeah, <laughs> or no, anything. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I actually didn't know that. I bought Grand Theft Auto Five 
uh, about a month and a half after release. So. Oh, so you had it, like oh. yeah. But I, my friends were telling there. me about how uh, multiplayer wasn't available right away. So yeah. There, but I think did you guys see the uh, Rockstar commented on how there weren't any single player expansions for mm-hmm. GTA Five? I think they said because we're working on Red Dead Two, that's single player. Then GTA Five, we had a full it was the vision. Most bullshit yeah. ER. Yeah, he was like, we had a full vision for GTA Five online. We ended up not having enough time. I'm like, they're lying. On. They're and none of that. I, I don't, Shark, I don't, I don't believe it either. <laughs> his, it, it was a lie because it even said they promised. Let's let's that he pretended like the old interviews and PR didn't exist because they did exist and they did say they were going to do single player. And then if you read that fucking PR, which just pisses me off, it says like. I can't remember how it said, but we it, it almost indicated they never had plans. They were going to wait and see if they were going to do single player. And I was like, bullshit, that's not what you said. Yeah. Like, I hate that stuff. It's like, why don't you just say, let's see how it does. You know, I mean, and you're right. It was it was terrible PR, man. It, why even talk about that old stuff anyway? If, yeah. if it were me and I knew shit changed, I'd just be like, Oh, that's in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just gonna it's just gonna bring more that more. It's gonna aggravate hate, people, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, did you play Undead Nightmare? Did you guys play Undead oh, hell Nightmare? Yeah. Hell yeah. Imagine that in Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Yeah. Like the four uh, and sports remember, cars in Grand the Apocalypse. Grand Theft Auto uh, has multiplayer for PC. It has role playing oh, servers yep. now. You know, it has that huge. I mean, that's. I don't even see most streamers do normal G- GTA 5 now. They're all doing the role playing servers. Like, have you watched the videos of like the cops and robbers? Yeah, and, I saw that, and that looks awesome. Yeah, they even have a person go to jail, and they're like role playing. Like, how do you get out of jail? I, it's it's insane. I never heard of that. Wow. And I'm, yeah, I'm, it's a it's a role playing mod server now that's completely separate that you can. And Rockstar allows that, right? Yeah. See, I you just so. got this a couple days ago, and they do. I just don't know how they do. It's it's most likely where you don't go online anymore normally or something. You know, because some uh. games. You can say to go online, and it'll be like, "Oh, you're not. Your service is not online. Maybe it fakes the service and then j- jettisons mm. you to private servers. These, cu- you know, these custom servers. I that part I don't know. I've got it ready to set up because those videos, it's amazing. I mean, it looks so fun. It does, doesn't it? And they're spawning as like there's there's actually servers with like cops and and people who that's their job. There's the one mm-hmm. video where the guy's got his own channel and it's all about him being a police officer pulling people over. And I'm like, I got to play this, man. I it's like awesome. uh, Arma, but for that. Grand Theft Auto. There oh, you go. Really? That's exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. Okay. I gotta and look and that. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea that let modders do it anyway, I guess. Mm-hmm. Aren't they yeah. going to let them? It's <laughs> they always work. end up doing it. And they do better. Just Cause. I just, I had the developers for Just Cause on yesterday on our podcast and we were. We, I was talking about their mod, and they're like, "Dude, it, we had never had planned for multiplayer for Just Cause Three. They just the mod makers were like, hey, let's let's see if it can be done.' That's the second cool. one was a mod too, right? They had oh, sorry, multiplayer. Sorry, no, no, I, I don't know if the oh, it is the second one. Yeah, second. I don't know if the third one has multiplayer, multiplayer or not. But I, I know either. the second. The second one, the multiplayer was a mod. Yeah. Yeah. Third one, I and never was, touched. It, I don't know if that had multiplayer or not. I didn't touch it either, but I I really wanted to, and I was I was this close to buying it, but I just uh, I don't know. I heard it. And then I go on Reddit, and I was like, nope. You know, I, I go on Reddit, and I see the uh, these people doing like crazy stunts, like connecting yeah. the car to a bridge, and I'm like, oh man, that looks like a lot of fun. The destruction looks amazing. Here's the thing about Just Cause, and I said this number one when the original Xbox had its own version of Just Cause, and my thought was, 
I want a role-playing game in this world because their worlds are insane. They look amazing. And they have issues with NPCs not looking the best because the world's so big. But I'm like, it beats out a lot of other RPGs that you get, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't look the greatest. And I was like, I wish those guys would give their engine to somebody and say, make a fucking like jungle-based RPG and see how it, how it works. Because their foliage is just... I mean, mm. it's inc- it's crazy, and some t- depending on your system, you can have really good draw distance that doesn't really exist in maybe Assassin's Creed Origins is the first game I've seen where it beats that draw distance because Origins is almost magical. The draw distance draw- yeah. looks amazing from a screenshot it's, I saw. It'll blow your mind. It, like it's the first time where I'm sure Maddie can agree with this. You see it, and you're all, "Is that real stuff, or is that like a painting that they're <laughs> yeah. going to transform?" Because you know you get a lot of that through the synchronization points, but like even then, like you'll just you know, be crossing the desert and you'll get up on a little hill and just see like the city in the distance and you'll just see behind the city. And yeah. it's just like, how the fuck did they do this? It's some right. insane tech with that game. It's crazy. That's the thing, right? It's in a desert. So you're going to, everything you see in front of you for the, other than like hills of, you know, sand or whatever mm-hmm. is going It's going to be, it would be weird if it's just like fog or yeah, it's just right. like, yeah. or it's just it, faded it, out. Yeah. Like Fallout New Vegas, I'm not sure how they what happened there, but I remember back in Good it just Springs, fades in. It's yeah, like just yeah, like exactly. a rock, and then all of a sudden you see a building appear in front of it. You're like, huh, okay, <laughs> yeah. But it's a desert, so it needs something to. You can't just stand on top of a hill and look off and you see a picture of New Vegas, and then you get closer, and and then it becomes real, right? Yeah. yeah. That's Sorry weird. to bring us off on Just Cause and, and Skyrim, but um, <laughs> yeah, modders, modders, thank you. For everything you do. Mm-hmm. You're half the fun of my gaming. <laughs> That's true, man. They contribute so much. Let's talk about Insomniac on the single-player spectrum. They say they just need a publisher to do Sunset Overdrive 2. How is this not huge news? This should be the biggest goddamn news of the week, in my opinion, because Sunset <laughs> Overdrive was awesome. I'm, I am I enjoy Insomniac's gameplay, personally, uh, aside from Fuse. Holy shit. But... Uh, you know, it, you know the the Ratchet and Clank style weapons carrying into Sunset Overdrive, and and then the creative parkour. That's a game that had a multiplayer mode actually that I enjoyed because it was just all combat, all creativity with the the parkour and the and the guns. But yes, there is a chance for a Sunset Overdrive too. Now, Carrick, you were making a point before the podcast about what this story could be continuing off of. Yeah, it just that a while back they did. They somebody had asked them about the IP itself, and they said, oh, no, we own the IP completely. And that sort of seems like it opened up the discussion for, you know, more, more people saying, well, if you do own the IP, then then what is stopping it? And they said they need a publisher. But I think I just figured out why their global sales are only one point sixteen one point sixteen million. So one million one hundred sixty thousand six hundred one million one hundred thousand sixty. That's actually not that good at all. And so I would assume a publisher would have to be a smaller one. Um, and they may not be able to pay. Because Insomniac Mint, they just need a publisher, but they also need the money to develop it. Hmm. And so you would, because that's what a publisher is, is, is they're publishing it. They're assisting you, at, at least in some ways, uh, financially. So, uh, like, who? You know, a Sony, right? Okay. Uh, but I don't know if Sony would... I, yeah. Sony works really well with Insomniac, but I don't know if they want to do anything that's not well, AAA and Spider-Man are, based. Yeah, I was going to say they're working on Spider-Man, so maybe who's a big publisher now? A new one? 
or you know somebody that might activate. Oh boy! Sorry. <laughs> oh boy! I almost Not said so, it. Please don't touch so. Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> I didn't say it three times yeah. like Beetlejuice. 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 Um, <laughs> or five hundred five games is too small. Yeah, uh, I always think uh, Warner Brothers first when we get these discussions Deep going. Deep Silver. Deep Silver is big mm-hmm. enough to do that. Yeah, Deep every, everything they touch dies. I feel. Or is it? Was that who we were talking about last time? No, because Deep Silver is actually coming up. Well, that doesn't mean you or I like their games, but. Financially or whatever. I'm trying to think, what company were Angel we talking about as a publisher that it was like any game that they had recently had their hands on, it was getting delayed or shut down? What was it? Well, Deep Silver did shut down a couple. I think we might have disagreed on it, and it was Deep Silver. Did um, Deep Silver do Dead Island? Mm-hmm. So okay. it, Deep Silver is doing Shenmue 3. Oh, uh, they're, be good. <laughs> they're doing... They did Dreamfall. They did Shin. What's that? Shin Megami Tensei or whatever oh, the Shin fuck Megami that Tensei. is. Yeah, well, I got close. Sacred Three, Homefront, The Revolution is the one you and I may have talked about. They did all the Saints Row games. Um, they did Persona Dead, Dead, Five in, in the U.S. Metro, Dead Island, uh, Risen, Stalker. They actually have. It might have been this company, but they actually aren't so bad, and they're big enough to probably foot the bill. Because that's what you really care about, right? Is if they foot the bill, mm-hmm. even if they, as long as they're hands off, then you Insomniac could do it. Because Insomniac's not going to work for somebody that controls them. That's one of the rumors is why they don't like to work as much with Sony anymore. So it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Are they doing Exit uh, Metro Exodus? It Quicksilver? didn't say. It said Metro up till current. So yes, yeah, yeah it I, said yeah. Metro current. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. See, I don't know where they'd go with the sequel. I mean, it wasn't a story game, so they mm. just have to do almost like a Wolfenstein in a way, where they just have to evolve on what made the first one so good to the people who enjoyed it at least, and and try to address the issues that people who uh, didn't like it. Which, Karen, were you big on this game or no? I, I didn't, and I didn't uh, review it or anything. I didn't play it a ton. I, I wasn't okay. a huge a huge fan. But I have a question for you. Couldn't they just say it's a year later in the same world with somebody else. Isn't it that kind of game where it's more just like, here's yeah, a world, here's yeah. the world. The, the game is very, it's not very serious. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I see. I love the promotions. They did the, uh, the sunset TV or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. It, it just had a lot of personality to it. The only thing I wish it did more was uh faction quests, you know, because like, it was really cool interacting with the people of the world, like the nerds who were, who were LARPers. <laughs> And stuff along those lines, and having, <laughs> yeah, like having they shit, did that well, yeah, having having shit, you know, missions involving them more. Square uh, Enix, awesome. Square that's Enix, one. that's a good one. That no, no, Square Enix was the company you and I were bitching about because they got rid of Hitman for no reason, mm-hmm. and there was yeah. a bunch of stuff you and I were just completely confused at what Square Enix was doing. Sorry, I looked it up and it nah, immediately right. popped up, and I was I, like, I mean, that's the one. I'm saying that could be a good one because if we're talking money, I think Square's got it to just they do put it right into an IP like that. But that'd be so weird seeing Square Enix and Insomniac <laughs> on the same box art. It's just something. <laughs> but then again, we're about to see Square Enix and Marvel on the same box art, so <laughs> crazier shit has happened. Square right? Enix and Marvel because you know they got the whole Marvel license deal. Oh really? Jesus! Wait, remember that? Did we talk about? <laughs> Did we talk about that? Yeah, well, it headlined one of our episodes. Wait, <laughs> why do I barely remember that? So they got all the Marvel? All I know is Eidos 
Montreal is working on a Marvel title, which I think is like a squad-based action-adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Marvel's... Marvel... Uh, you know what it is? I think Square Enix is making a Marvel game. I should specify that because I think Marvel's... <laughs> oh, my look, God, I remember Marvel's this. looking okay. for good partners because now I'm remembering Marvel went to Sony to have Insomniac do Spider-Man. Yeah. And they have Telltale doing Guardians of the Galaxy... That's what they were doing because before that, Marvel was, and we don't know yet. Based off all, all we have really in front of us is actually uh, Telltale. But Marvel beforehand was really churning out pretty crappy quality games compared to just yeah. Batman Arkham, which <laughs> that's all DC has done, and it's worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you you're absolutely right. I do remember that discussion about it. Well, there is Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, but we don't talk about that. Oh, like, like. <laughs> Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Exactly. You don't know the, the one exactly. prior to Injustice, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, I think it, so. it is. Yeah, yeah, it was prior yeah. to Injustice one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat game, so it's like, yeah, it's yeah different like, expectation. <laughs> I, I just remember, it, it, like, it was it was an easy fighter, which I don't think uh, NetherRealm games really True. necessarily are. And that game, like, you could just bang out like twelve hit combos like that. Like, I I used to always play as the Flash, and he had like a a zoom, uh, like a dashing combo, which like just zoom past oh, the screen like four remember, times, yeah. and you could just like hit them with a quick combo, knock them down, and while they're getting up, just zoom past the screen again. No one could defend it, and and I was that guy online who would just spam that combo. Um, when I fuck, how old is that game, man? So I had to have been oh so, many it's so old. prior to Injustice two yeah. or Injustice one, yeah, had, it was like two thousand nine or something in eighth grade or something like that, man. So I was just like, what was that old cheesing combos? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, back to who, you know, this getting a sequel or Insomniac taking care of it and stuff like that. Um, is there, so Xbox published, or it was published, it was an Xbox exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah. And PC, well, Xbox, I think it was on the, you know, Xbox's program, like, Play uh-huh. Anywhere. I think it was, was on Was it on I'm PC sure. as well? I think, I think it was on, uh, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But I know Xbox likes to do that with their exclusives. And put them on the the play anywhere thing with PC. I know Cuphead has it. Um, I mean, Forza has it. Exclusive. This was around. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. So I'm not sure, but it might have. Interesting. It might have been added. I don't know if their program was like all old games and now new ones from now on are going to have play anywhere. Sunset this... was free through Xbox's. Um, that their... is correct. That's what their... I remember. That's when I played it. The I game's was gonna gold, get it. right? Yeah, when I was getting my Xbox One. That um that's that game was coming out and they had a bundle that had a white Xbox, right. and yeah. I wanted to get it just for the white Xbox, <laughs> but um, <laughs> my friend ended up getting it and he enjoyed it, but he has like a zero attention span, so mm. <laughs> he he can he, he cannot uh, he's not he plays two K, so there's there's <laughs> there's your uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny when we were, you were talking about the, the white Xbox and stuff. It's the same thing we get in, like, an awesome design controller. Is like, you never look at it. It plays the same. So why do you spend <laughs> yeah. so much on it, right? You just exactly. Wonder. It's bling. Yep. Yeah. You know, so the like Destiny has not that watching you be a fucking nerd in the dark is, uh, <laughs> th- you know, when they eventually see you, oh, that's a cool controller. That's it. Yeah, that's all you get out of the entire yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> they have that Destiny console, and it looks so good, but... Yeah. It's, you know, it's if you Destiny. already have Destiny. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's Destiny. <laughs> um, What else is there? We got Microsoft 
news. They uh, they dominated the news week or the news cycle this week. So they're launching their original Xbox backwards compatibility mm, program, and yes. it came with a slew of beautiful games. I shall bring up the list. While actually, I can't type in my costume. Yep, I'll get it. So we, we want to know the OG, right? Yeah. The OG Xbox. I'd like to highlight while we're looking for these games that uh, Spider-Man movies are a lie where you see in the games you see Peter Parker <laughs> on his keyboard, you know, banging stuff out, <laughs> making it really easy. Like, no, I can't even touch the screen on my phone. It, it's impossible. So uh, unless he's got special little things on his fingertips, which I don't think he does. It, uh, well, I was about to, was about to say, you're wearing a costume and um, in the movie, yeah, Iron Man. Well, yeah, but Iron Man made it, so I'm I'm sure there's yeah, some. Yeah, uh... Iron Man was like, in case you need to call someone, <laughs> um, call, so if you need games... to call me, you got these things. The games are Black Blood Rain Two, Crimson Skies, yes, Dead to Rights, Ninja Gaiden Black, Fusion Frenzy, Grab by the Ghoulies, The King of Fighters, Neo Wave, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Psychonauts, Red Faction Two, Sid Meier's Pirates, and Star Wars: Knights of the Old Awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> Any games stick out there for you, Kopi? Um, Star Wars, definitely. Uh, oh, grabbed it? by the Ghoulies, but I have that on uh, Rare Replay, so, you know. Mm. Uh, what, what else? What else was there? Dead to Rights, Blood Rain 2, Black, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, no. Not, not anything else, Crimson really, but Skies. I know, I know people, I know people like those games, but I, yeah, you know, I yeah. was, I was a PlayStation 2 kid. The so. amount of people, <clears throat> after all the videos I've made about KOTOR. The amount of people who tweeted at me the startup screen, the, the <laughs> menu creator, a progress update, the day yeah. that thing dropped, and the day after when I made the, the video on it, I was so happy about it. Dude, there were so – like I was shocked. There were so many people who were like, dude, I'm playing it for the first time finally. Thanks for the update. I'm like, holy shit. Like more people need to know about this. But uh, you know, aside from me obviously talking about that, I was surprised to see a game like Fusion Frenzy on there. I, I adored that game growing up, man. That that was so yep. much fun. Great party game. And I, I'm shocked that they actually threw that in there. Uh, but out of all the other games on the list, I'd say my favorite one is uh, probably Ninja Gaiden Black. What a game. Oh, it was like... Someone someone said someone tweeted at me and said... Um, <clears throat> they said it was harder than Dark Souls. Would anyone concur with that statement? Ninja Gaiden Black could be pretty fucking hard. I never thought it was yeah. harder than, than Souls. Here's the thing, though, Maddie. Um, depending on how old you are, whatever, you're gaining skills from those other games. So a Ninja Gaiden Black, I mean, it, it, it just depends also on your time. How much time do you have? Do you work a real job? You know, are you a kid in school? Mm. I think that sometimes we sort of remember differently than it, we might have experienced at that time. Um, oh, yeah. As but, a kid growing up, I got my ass kicked. That, yeah. Uh, I, oh, that first boss fight with the guy on the horse. Just There's, oh. the, the thing that I was impressed with is that Microsoft, I think this group of the, these, uh, these games are most likely IP non-restrictive, meaning the IPs were easy for them to get if it wasn't mm-hmm. to Microsoft, because that's a big deal. They've, Phil Spencer's talked about it. He's like, some of these companies, guys, don't literally exist. And when that happens, it doesn't mean you can just make the fucking game. You can't, actually. Mm-hmm. You have to find it somewhere. I think that's it. And then I think also um, it they work because, for example, KOTOR, they've upscaled the graphics. They've added uh, some processing effects. The same thing we saw with the 360 backwards where they didn't just want to say, here's your 360 game identical. They're like, we want to fix the frame rate. We want to do this. We yeah, want to do that. Loading times is one I saw. 
I think a lot of these games are obviously the ones we want. Star Wars, which blows me away they got the IP. Because yeah. I'm sure they had to work with, uh, who is it now, Disney, right? Disney, yeah, yeah probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but a, game like, a game like Black or Ninja Gaiden, those were Microsoft-specific titles. Well, Ninja Gaiden was Microsoft at the time because they were working with them for a lot of those titles. So, And then Crimson Skies, hugely popular. I mean, massively, almost stupidly really? desired. I didn't know that. Crimson Skies, if you, man, if you talk to anybody about, like, their top games, Battle, Battle Tech will be in there. The Mech Warrior game okay. will be in there. But Crimson Skies will almost always be, I, and I believe when people did the f- surveys of, like, what games they want to see, Crimson Skies was, like, one or two. It's wow. It's insanely popular. So Crimson Skies is your and my Star Wars for somebody else. Awesome. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Man, Microsoft... I love that they're not doing. It sounds weird, but I love that they're not doing as well as Sony because <laughs> it fails. And the same thing, if Sony wasn't doing as well as Microsoft, they do more. And mm-hmm. Microsoft, when they really want to do something, sometimes I'm I just really like what they do. Like, and I love OG. It's like they knew fans liked backwards for Xbox 360, and I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> if we can, mm-hmm. so great. You yeah. know, the the 360 backwards is great. Like. The fact that I can emulate, it's literally an emulation of the 360 in my one. Mm-hmm, it's pretty yeah. insane. And it works well, too. I play Civilization Revolution all the time. Red Dead Redemption works well. Um, yeah. What are some other titles on here? And did you, I don't know if you guys heard, but um, the Xbox One X and some of the improvements that they got are going backwards to the Xbox One S, including some improvements to Red Dead in particular and backwards compatible. And they said that they've figured out a way to solidify the frame rate in some of the games because there was a, a couple games yeah. that weren't hitting halo reach exactly it was awful you could not yeah. play it but but they fixed yeah. it right so yeah. uh yeah and um also they were saying with uh master chief collection the same thing happened when they're oh. now patching oh that and the reason why they're patching Still. it is because the x no for the first time oh, oh yeah that's the, the yeah. problem with master chief collection is that they didn't patch it. they patched it a couple times but they had issues they could not fix until the OS update that happened yesterday and some of the stuff they've learned on the X, I guess. And they said that we've sort of taken it all, combined it, and we looked at Master Chief and we were like, we can actually fix this. So let's fix it now. I was, so that'd I be cool. This, I was this close to trading in my Master Chief collection. like, And then literally, um, I was going to go to GameStop last week because I was trying to pre-order the new Pokemon game. I was trading games uh-huh. in towards it. And uh, I saw the news for Master Chief collection and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to trade it because they were offering eighteen dollars, which is a lot for GameStop. But maybe oh, no shit, that is a lot. But now maybe that that's old, why. Dude, that was twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Damn, twenty bucks in GameStop, that can get you something. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Where's my Xbox One game? That's oh, half of what I was trying to get. Room. Right. I literally have three games for my Xbox One. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Lego Dimensions, Halo Five, Master Chief Collection. <laughs> Yeah, most my of my Xbox games are my digital. Machine. I should. I, I'm sorry. I should emphasize physically. Digitally, I got Gears, Forza, uh, Rare Replay. Mm-hmm, probably. All that comes to mind. I discovered, by the way, heartbreaking news. I got my physical copy of Kotor sitting in my closet right now. It's in like a bin of all older games. I'm like, I gotta try out Kotor on the Xbox One just to say I did it. I crack open this case, empty, and I remember. <laughs> oh, I remember oh no! The story of ninth grade. Uh, I was I was 
<laughs> raving about this game to a friend of mine who I don't speak to anymore for, for obvious reasons now. And uh, oh. I lent him the game. He played it. He was like, yeah, it was really good. When can I get it back? You'll get it back soon. Get it back soon. Get it back soon. Never got it back. And I just mm. remember now when I opened it up, I was like, what the fuck? You're kidding me. He jacked my KOTOR. So I got to get a new one physically because I'm not going to not have that. Just breaks me will me wee little heart. Yeah, back I, when 360 – you can go. Backwards. No, go ahead. Uh, back when 360 compatibility was coming out. Like I was, I was looking for all my 360 games, trying to gather them, and some of them weren't in the case. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, when I moved, I lost so much, and I was just like, I don't know. I couldn't find a lot of them. I had to get digital copies, and some of them aren't offered digitally, which really sucks. So I found that, that um, for me, it was uh, I had a lot of CD rot, and you know, you don't get CD rot until you're about five years or six years after the CD was was originally created. But I grabbed one of my CDs or one of my DVDs for the Xbox original. I flipped it over and looked at it, and you could literally see the rot in the oh, it, wow. where where Ooh. because it's just it's a physical product, and over time it's it's not like vinyl, you know, that allows for stretches and movements. And there's a analog thing going on in a CD or DVD. It's ones and zeros, shoots and ladders kind of thing. And if even one's off, you're fucked. Like you don't get a music skip, mm. you're just screwed. It just doesn't work. And I looked at this and I was like, holy shit, the bottom of this thing looks terrible. And it wasn't scratched up. It was just that you could literally see like the physical bonds that had burned, that made that CD had started to separate a little bit. And that saddened me. But what I'm waiting for, if anybody knows this game, you're probably there with me, is the best racing game I've ever played is Rally Championship 2 on the Xbox original. Literally the best rally game I've ever played. Really? It beats any of the ones I've reviewed recently. It is. It, I had a hacked version of the backwards compatibility on the 360, and it would play it, but it would. The graphics were fucked up, and I didn't care. I'd be like, "Doesn't matter," because it's still the best game. And so I'm just. I Why'd hope they like, can get that. Why you like IP. so much about that? That's a that's a different choice. Uh, it had all these different elements that we see separated now in racing games. For example, you'll get a rally game. There'll be no uphill, uh, like Pikes Peak stuff. They'll just, okay. they won't do an, uh, many rally games will get released or racing games will get released with an entire missing section. What happened with Rally Championship is it looked off fucking amazing on the OG. It, it offered the highest, I, one of the highest resolutions on that old Xbox original. I think it was at that time. At that time, it might have been one of the few 1080p games that, that, cause that OG Xbox could do that in various ways, or maybe it was 720p. I can't remember. It's old. Um, but it's choice and it's ra it's tracks. It just had one of the best. And anytime I mention it on the channel on a podcast, somebody be like, that's our greatest fucking racing game. <laughs> it, it's, it, and it just, it worked. And it was one of those rally games that had everything. And I'm a big fan of rally titles. And sometimes I don't want them to be super uber realistic. Like sometimes you just want a game where you're doing whatever that thing is, but you don't need virtual fighter because street fighters there, right? Like it can be flashy versus real. And sometimes I want that in a racing game. I don't want one that's like, you need a steering wheel and a fucking gear shift and you need to, you know, train for six hours through some fucking cones to get your license. It's like sometimes I just want to race really fast up a hill and maybe die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe die. For me, the, the racing, game that, uh, racing game that always sticks out is uh, Burnout Need Paradise. Burnout. Oh, that's, Burnout oh, Paradise. Yeah. Oh, Burnout. Take me down. Yeah. Just like... That that over the top destruction, 
and stuff. Yeah. Something about it as a kid because I could never get into racing games. That was the one I was like, it was probably because things were breaking and blowing up. That I was like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> like the the only racing game in recent memory that's really meshed with me was uh, Forza Horizon Three. I that love was, uh, Horizon. That was surprisingly, yeah. not surprisingly, I should say, because the developer is very good. But just I was shocked that I was like so into it because that game was awesome. That, you know what? Think about the, Go ahead. Uh, that's the thing about Horizon. Right? It's it's uh, separate from the the Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Motorsport is more realistic, but Horizon exactly. still still takes realism. You know, it's still got some of it in there with like exactly. the dirt and the different um, terrains you go on. Horizon One. If you've ever played it, it's like nothing compared to two or three. Two, three is amazing. Such a good game. I just love Horizon. And I'll play a normal motorsport game, and like I appreciate how hard, how much detail they pay attention to, how much this is a simulation. But I just want to go back on Horizon and just drive, you know, on a mountain and jump off with my car, you know, and maybe die. Yeah, and maybe (laughs) exactly. I'm telling you, there's something to be said that I think that's why, like for me, I would say Forza Horizon Three is probably more enjoyable to me than the newest. Forza, though I like exactly. that. Me too. Me They're, too. It, it's so fun. And when you get Blizzard Island uh, or oh Blizzard Mountain and the snow's coming down and you're just parked and the wind is whipping like the worst. Bl- and you're like, this is fucking phenomenal. And you've got a car that's got more horsepower than like the gross national product <laughs> of some, you know, nations. And you're like, let's do this shit. <laughs> you know, it's that's so fucking sweet to me, man. I that, it's such a great game. Yeah, one yeah, game they need to add on to the to the BC is um Jade Empire. Oh my god, yes. I would be all over that. Because I, I I literally just a couple months ago broke out my three sixty only to play that game. And oh, I just blazed through it. Oh no, I saw yeah, I saw yeah. And, and, and like now it's it, it's like I would love it if they brought that to the Xbox One so I don't have to hear that. I love my 360, but it's a fucking jet engine now. So <laughs> oh, loud. is it? So loud. It's like... When it's running the games. Ugh. Which one do you have? Uh, the... the uh, Is it the Pro? Normal 80 gigabyte hard drive Okay, one? that's... that's pre- is it black? It's white. Oh. I think okay. it, black I is Elite with 120 gigs, and then Pro was 80. They, they had, like, their original set of consoles, and then they had the Elite, which is black, and then they had this, like, brand new black one which looks all fancy and stuff and it uh and it's not as loud as the original 360 so i'm assuming you have one of the like original kind of oh i have it has the, like this i have it it a silver tray right the screws because they used to have the screws that melted and gave you the red ring and then there was a big yeah. complaint oh, so they started okay. using a different type of screw it's like i got it during that phase i, I bought my xbox in around 2008 mid to end so it was definitely like yeah. a pro i don't man dude i remember the guy at gamestop selling me on uh on Mass Effect One, <laughs> just he was like, "Yeah, because you know, what game did I trade in?" He was just like, "Yeah, if you like that, then you're gonna like this." And I like didn't play Mass Effect One at all. I bought Call of Duty and fucking played that World at War at least. But fuck. wah wah, yeah, that was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, just a fucking yeah, I, shitty uh, choice. I I still remember like back, you know, getting those and the first games available were Condemned, which was also an OG. And oh, a couple yeah. other games, and one of them was Fight Night. And I was like, well, I'll check out Fight Night, because it looks good anyway. Fight Night's evolved. Had all original, the, sorry. This, this is uh, jumping to the 360. Okay. But Fight Night was also on the original. So I was like, eh, you know, I didn't jump immediately to the 360. It's one of the first, one of the only consoles I haven't jumped immediately on. And I ended up getting Fight Night, 
and we were playing. This is so embarrassing. This is years ago, of course, but we're playing it, and I've got my Sony Vega TV. So this is a high-definition TV, and I'm playing it, and we're like, this is fucking phenomenal looking. Like, it does look so much better than the OG, and my friend Andy goes home, and I'm sitting there, and I, re- I go to the Xbox, and I get ready to put, we've set it up, and I get ready to truly put it into my entertainment center. And in the back of this motherfucking Xbox 360 is a switch that says SD and HD. Oh my and I God. still had it on SD. And I was like, what? And Dude. I turn it to HD. And I go back, <laughs> I, turn my fi- I turn Final Fight, or I turn uh, uh, Fight Night on, and I'm all, are you Fucking, it was like an upgrade of seven <laughs> cards because of the texture detail. And I called my friend, and he turned around an hour drive so he could come back and see what Fight Night looked between the two. And oh, he's wow. like, "That what the fuck? Dude, I thought I was the only one. All right, let me, let me start that off by switch. saying <laughs> by saying that my for, for Christmas, I got my first ever HDTV. And yeah. I remember hooking up. You know, I used to play on like the four by three Philips TV, twenty inches, and um, I remember hooking up my three sixty to the uh, the new TV I had, which was like a twenty six inch Vizio TV of some kind, but it was designed to support HD. And so I, I hook it up and everything. I'm using the the, the uh, yellow, Opponent. right, yeah. uh, red, and white cables. And I, I plug them in, and I'm just like, this looks blurry. I can barely see what's going on in the game. And, and so I end up unhooking this TV and, like, literally putting it, like, against my closet. And I tell my mom, like, I think the thing's busted. I don't think it works. Oh, like, and, and then one day, I don't know what happened. I, I was looking at my 360. That's what it was. And I see the HD to SD switch. I'm like, wait, what? And, and so I literally... Then I, I put the pieces together. I see these different color cables. I'm like, these must be the high definition ones. Oh up. my god, you were using S video. Yeah, yellow, white, and red yeah. is holy shit. That was 480i. I think. yeah, like exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm thinking this TV's busted. And I remember because I, I tried playing Dragon Age Origins on the TV, and I'm like, mom, like I love the gift, but I, I think something's wrong with the TV. And then, like, it was, like, a couple of days later, I'm like, Mom, this is the greatest fucking gift ever. Uh, it works. <laughs> Look at the fucking switch. picture. Like, you can see, like, the crisp blood on your character's face in Dragon Age Origins. I was like, the detail. I can fucking see it. switch needed to never be that. That was a bad idea because it's funny. You and I laugh about it now, but there was a number of people I know who did not. Why would there be a switch on a cable? Mm-hmm. It, it made no sense to them. And they were always on Especially for reasons unknown. It could peel off. Remember, it was paper. Yep, it could the, have peeled off. Yeah, if, there's a paper sticker on there. <laughs> if that was gone, then then because mine was peeling off at the time, I remember I thought to myself, holy crap, if this fell off, I would have never known. And, and yeah. continu- continued playing in 480i. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Um, Luckily, we don't have usually those kind of issues yes, anymore. Yes, we don't. I mean, nowadays it's an HDMI, so it's like cable, cable, yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, back in 360. When uh, Minecraft first came out, to play split screen, you had to have an HDMI cable, and I never mm. did. So um, really? I wanted to play it with my sisters. So I got an HDMI cable. I plugged it. In, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> what, what? You know, it's it's what so different. What have I different. been doing all this time? <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. I didn't even know that that you had to have HDMI to play. Why is that? I I guess because the resolution Increased or something. resolution. Yeah, the bandwidth. Okay. I would assume. Imagine split screen on Minecraft without HD yeah. might look no, a little. A, a little I thought uh, it was like, all right, it looks bad, but like I've played 
I, I still play PS2 games split screen, so... Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. playing Jedi Starfighter one time with a buddy, and, and it was just so fucking laggy, and it just <laughs> looked like shit, but we were like, it's Star Wars. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> if it's only good. EA took that approach and actually got a new fucking Star Wars game out the door, aside from goddamn Battlefront. Mm. Well, on to our final topic of this lovely evening. EA... Speaking of, wow, I didn't even plan that. Uh, is focusing on open worlds and microtransactions, according to a former Bioware developer. Not surprising mm-hmm. with the trend, but uh, you know, do we have any additional comments on this bullshit? It's kind of like the confirmation, like the nail in the coffin. Like we knew it was kind of happening, but then like you mm-hmm. know, someone confirms it. That's not confirmed, confirmed, but you know. That's the thing is, like, I used to love open world games because they felt unique. Like, okay, this is open world because in our series we had this vision from the start that imagine if we could make it open world. How cool would that be? Now it's become this tactic where let's make such a world so big, there's so much shit to do that, (laughs) for example, Joe Blow over there will not be able to do everything in this game unless he's got a lot of free time, but he works a 9 to 5 and has a wonderful wife, so... Simply, he cannot game that much, meaning we are going to put microtransactions in, and then Joe Blow can play through this open-world title with ease. You know, so it's like, that's what I see. I don't see, like, a vision for an open-world game being fulfilled. I just see a a marketing tactic more than anything, which EA has been more than open about, whether it was this or, well, really not EA open about this. It's a former Bioware dev, but more so the, um, what was it called? Uh, Games as a Service, which EA did say that's Mm -hmm. how they view them now. I think we should all remember also that this happened with 2D to 3D. It happened with 3D uh, uh, to first person, third person to first person, where Fallout, we saw like Sonic tried to do 3D multiple times before it got it right. We see that like sometimes there is that vision where it's like, okay, 2D is great, but maybe a 3D Sonic would be great. But what you're saying, and, and, and I agree, is that like we're going from first person linear to first person open world, which isn't as big of a jump as 2D to 3D or something like that. And so what it's we like do see is exactly more than anything. Yeah, I was about exactly. to say it's like a new genre. And so instead of seeing like a whole new viewpoint on a world, which was far more interesting. For example, I still remember when 3D Sega or Sonic Extreme almost came out on the Saturn and they and they and they were showing pictures of it. And it was like, it's going to be, you know, a Mario-style title, but it's going to be Sonic. And people were like, this is fucking awesome. And it didn't happen. But it was awesome because you always saw left to right on a Sonic game. And you never saw, like, what it would be like to, like, look around. Even though it was third person, it was, like, going to be open. And, I, yeah, I agree that, like, most of the time, I think they do look at that. Of course, it's to make, you know, money and to stay in business. And they see these things as making money for them. But I think what's cool is you see a game like Wolfenstein show that you can also do linear first person with no, you know, collect with some collectibles, but no real, you know, no microtransactions and also no open world. So I think that though we worry about it, we are seeing successes, a Mario Odyssey, stuff like that. We're seeing successes the other way as well. And also we see some improvements from some companies ignoring that there are microtransactions in Origins. There are. Yeah. But... But they remove the collectibles and they turn them into quests from people. And that is, I'm not saying it's an equal trade. I'm saying we see some improvements. Unfortunately, we see a microtransaction there. But we how see about, some improvements as well. How about after the prologue? I don't know how we didn't bring this up. The, the first thing they hit you with when you, you open up that into the... That fucking kid with the camel? Yeah, and you're riding on it. And then all of a sudden it just stops the game and says, 
store. Wow. <laughs> so like, if you would like to, you know, do this, this, and that, we sell time savers. Uh, I'm like, wow. Yep. Only time the game puts it there. In fact, I didn't even know the store was there. <clears throat> I knew there was going to be a store, but I didn't know how to access it until a friend was over while I was reviewing it. And he's like, what store? And, like, it's just tucked away in, like, I think the top right corner. And you just, It's like, just a tab, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, hit left on your directional. You can, you can, I don't know if the term would be, you can miss it. The only thing I don't like yeah, is. I would have eventually that, saw it, but it wasn't intrusive. And the icon on the map is purple, and I hate that because it's one of the few that are that weird color. Mm. That's the other thing I noticed is I was like, what's yeah. this weird icon? And then you go there, and the kid's like, I like, and no lie, I had to put this in my review. <laughs> He's like, I like to spend a lot of nights with my camel. And I'm all, what exactly? <laughs> no lie, that's what he says. He's like, my wisdom has been gained with long nights in the desert with my camel. And so I had to put that in the review because I had no clue what yeah. – it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't even connect with what he's doing. And then he's like, want to buy something? And I'm all, I don't know. What exactly are you selling? And then it's what like, I oh, I sell loot chests. And you're like, I get it. You know, it, it's, you're, you're supposed it was, to be so quirky. Weird... I forget I'm buying a microtransaction. I, that's exactly how I felt it was, yeah. Because when it pops up, you read the narrative and you see him say it and you're all – I'm not quite comfortable with this discussion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to report you. Um, it, the the thing is, is we are we're seeing these first person games go to open world instead of ne- linear. And if they do well, I, GTA Five, like uh, you know, both mm-hmm. Kofi and you have said, it was great. So it's like that'd be awesome if they were all that. But we're gonna get some shit too. Yeah, I mean, get... it's like I think Mario Odyssey was a great example of like that natural transition, but also because. You know, we'll see Mario tie-ins like a Mario and Rabbids, but there's those big breaks in, in mm-hmm. between of a, a mainstream Mario game where we saw, like, uh, I'm not sure the exact order, but we see a Sunshine, then a Galaxy, and then we're seeing Odyssey, or we're seeing 3D World Odyssey. Like, it's bigger, 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 and it made sense in the overarching vision, and I, I think for all Nintendo's faults, they don't... Does Odyssey have microtransactions? No, probably not. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, I thought they were gonna with the hats or the the costumes. I thought oh, like when I God. first saw that, I thought, I oh, like, oh no, please don't be. Yeah, do you remember that? He's right because I remember there was a big hubbub that there was gonna be some kind of microtransaction. Like this is cat store hats. and on every map, but I, I guess it's not. I haven't heard anything. So I don't know. people are big on that game, man. We'll it be dude, it's it so out. good. That's true. It could be drowned out because holy shit, the the reviews are like, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anybody's, you know, there's any people being dishonest. I'm not at all. I I think that so many people are waiting for a Mario 64 title that the sunshines and the galaxies sort of make you question, like, what are you guys doing? Just make the fucking game, <laughs> you know, make the game <laughs> we like want. Zelda. Yeah, and they did, and look what happens. It's like Mario or so, sw- the Switch went from a handheld with a couple games including zelda but a game maybe only one that you really had to have to like two of the biggest best ips owned directly by nintendo on only that one system which makes that system uh, uh, like honestly two or three times as worthy of buying than maybe it was before i mean it's and the same thing the same thing's gonna happen next year pokemon title on the switch right is that and definitely then, yeah they uh, said on at e3 they said uh when they were showing ultra sun and moon yeah. They said next year uh, mainstream Pokemon title is coming to Switch. That's all. That's all we got oh, was a confirmation. I thought it was an announcement that they were going to show. Hey man, no, I think I'm, I think I'm it was totally before. Just, yeah, that's that's it's going to be the same thing as this year with the Switch. You know, 
forcing or not forcing, but having people want to get it for one game or two games. Well, that's what, and then maybe maybe we'll get an Animal Crossing game too. You know, yeah, who that's, knows? That's what Lone and I were saying. Was like, I think that would be like the <clears throat> the final push because you know you got a lot of Mario fans, of course, you got a lot of Zelda fans, but like you get that Pokemon game on there. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, it's over. Okay, yeah. So that's been delayed. Oh, uh, he's was. right. Yeah, it says that they really when they during a financial uh, discussion, which is where we find out so many different little things <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's uh, we we will most likely uh, they had to warn investors that they will most likely not see a mainline Pokemon make its console debut until at least 2019. Oh wow, okay, so a delayed a year, but still it's it's coming, and yeah. the Switch is when that comes. The Switch, if you don't have one already, and you're a Pokemon fan, you're gonna want to get one. <laughs> Well, look oh, at what was that Pokemon Go destroyed the world for a couple oh, of weeks. Ex- yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> now Pokemon's back up there. I mean, belief. not as much as when Pokemon Go came out, but it's still, God, you know. That was insane. I remember that. Just everyone walking around on their phones. I'll go outside. Someone is there. Like it's, It was literally phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't think we've ever seen – is there anything – in gaming that we've ever seen sort of do that like i've never seen i mean well it was I'm like younger, but i've never seen that before. people were stopping cars guys in the middle of the road in cities and going and doing shit i looked out like, my window there was a scyther uh, outside and some guy <laughs> some guy parked his car and uh he, i'm i'm he had his phone out i'm i was like 90 uh-huh. percent sure he was catching a scyther and i didn't have any pokeballs and i didn't want to buy them so i was like oh my god i'm gonna miss out on a scyther <laughs> There was a uh, there was a bug I remember not bug but uh, like a footstep counter, and I think it was tracked through the uh, thing in your phone. But I remember like thinking like maybe you could like break the system a little bit and hatch some eggs by traveling certain distances. So I'd like mm. I was dating a girl at the time and she, and she was like uh, almost an hour away. So I'd just literally open up the fucking app and, and just leave it in my cup holder on and drive this crazy distance <laughs> and hatch all my eggs on the ride there. Like, I'd be duct taping it to the bottom of a city bus and shit. <laughs> Just like, here we go. <laughs> oh my god! I'll find this People later. are putting it on their fans, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that it's, worked or not. But I, I don't that. know either. I, you know, if it uses a geo tracker, it's, it may not track something like that. But it would yeah. track. You know, it wouldn't have to be too far for you to figure out something like in your backyard connected to your lawnmower. Mm. The yeah. fucking string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was also like the time where. You could you could walk outside and, and see someone on their phone and like just based off their their way they were acting. Yeah, you, you could they tell. were on Pokemon Go. And you could literally strike up a conversation right away, and it was like this insane global bonding experience everyone had. One of the coolest summers I've ever yeah. experienced was Pokemon Go. Absolutely, yeah, like, my kids, friends like, and I still talk about 2015? it. 2015, 2016, last year. Kids from my school who never heard of Pokemon or oh, had a distaste kids. for it. You know, people. This girl was driving her car, blasting the Pokemon theme song. Never knew she would have liked Pokemon ever, and she probably <laughs> didn't. But you know, played the played Go, Go blew up, and uh, yeah, people, everybody was playing it. It's still pretty popular now, but yeah, it is. There's a, there's still uh, people following it. It's just not that like obviously initial craze where everyone's like fucking running around. I I've said it to this day. I would have still been on Pokemon Go. If they just didn't fuck up the tracking, they tried to make changes that just sucked so hard. I, I was yeah, they got the, stuck they got rid game. of the footsteps and yeah, and, and it was so bad. And any external tracking apps got rid of them too. It was like mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Then <laughs> I'm not bothering. I think I think it's a lot better now, but it's too late, right? Yeah, yeah. Like 
I got I got six other games now to play, right? <laughs> Fuck. Don't have time to walk outside and catch a yeah, Snorlax. Screw the outdoors. Unless you have a Switch. Yeah. Yeah, you can sit outside <laughs> in a game. I used to do that. I used to like set out like a little blanket and I'd like play my Game Boy Advance SP outside. <laughs> Why not? And that'll be uh that'll be it for all the news we have this week. Um I don't yeah, we don't need the questions. I think we're good, Carrick. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah, we're at a good length. So, Kopi, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh accepting me in my costume. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that was that was great. I love seeing that. <laughs> Did you expect it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I wish I wish when I joined you had the mask on though. Oh, that okay. would have been I was gonna do that great. to Carrick, but I was like, hmm, I might scare him. <laughs> <laughs> all right who the fuck broke in the matt's house <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right well that'll wrap up uh episode 129 of the podcast a hashtag for this week uh oh, hmm. halloween uh h hdsd switch <laughs> to think about how to how to work in our spider man with xbox ogs <laughs> high yeah, definition I like that. the High def, H I D E F. Yeah, that'll work. All right, cool. If you yeah. listen this far, tweet at at Jeremy Penzer, at Kopi the Kitten, and at G Two Seven Status and Lone. If you you know want to make them feel loved, uh, hashtag <laughs> High Def H I D E F. And we will catch you guys in next week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace out. Ciao. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.